Yonda's Primos Supremas, and welcome to my Primos Podcast. My name is Freddy, and tonight, as always, is my Primo and yours, El Chukume, El Siete, El Walter. And uh, a special guest today, I want to thank, of course, for coming on today, Mr. Daniel Di Calvo. Uh, he is the creator of upcoming book, Andy Starboy, as well as editor-chief in Concrete Comics. Did I get that right, Daniel? Yes, sir. Daniel, I want you to just uh, say hi to all the listeners, uh, give everybody a quick little uh, intro about yourself, and then we'll just get started. So, hey, everybody. My name is Daniel DiCavo. So happy to be here. Um, I'm a writer, editor, translator from Cuba. I live here in the United States. I live in Pennsylvania. And, you know, as your awesome hosts were saying, you know, I'm the creator and writer of Andy Starboy and the editor-in-chief at Concrete Comics. And I really want to appreciate and thank you, of course, appreciate you coming on the show with us today here with the Primos. You know, we, we love to talk about representation, creative, and I'm glad you're on because Concrete Comics, and I want to, of course, start there when we get back here, uh, focuses on Latino and African-American creators. Is that right? Yes, sir. So I really want to touch on Basically, that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's great. It's exciting to hear that, you know, you and your partners are showing that representation matters. And so I'm excited about that. But uh, guys, remember, you can always catch us all over social media at My Primos Podcast. And you can catch this show week to week on any of the streaming services or podcast services around the globe. All right. So, Daniel, Daniel, I am excited because, again, I love creative. I love spotlighting minorities that don't usually get the representation especially like us we're salvadoreños we don't have really a voice out there uh last week we had uh randy Ertel talking about you know representation and just writing books representation in in in, in sci-fi 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 sci in its own respects right yes sci-fi sci and, and just in that matter nobody thinks oh you know sci-fi is is predominantly yeah nobody thinks about nobody that. Thinks latinos sci know sci-fi yeah, you know, it's always the white guy that knows sci-fi. It's always, you know, Stephen King knows horror. Like, like, there's more, more than that. There's people out here with voices. So let's start there. Yeah. Let's start with you. And we're not a, we're not, we're not a one-trick pony, right? Exactly. exactly. We're not a one-trick pony. What do you say uh, when someone looks at you and goes, "Wow, you write a sci-fi book, or you're writing a sci-fi book"? What is your response to that? Is it just something you grew up with, something you've always done, or is it something that you just kind of recently fell into? I mean, I always grew up with science fiction. Growing up in Cuba, you know, every everything hits Cuba like twenty years after it comes out. So, <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah. Like, like, sorry to interrupt, but like, that's the same story that Stanley or my, my, you know, my primo here always says. Like, the music, the clothes, everything hits. Like, you know, right? Everything hits later. Like, I grew yeah. up listening to eighties music. Like, you, you play Aha, like Take on Me. I'll go off. Um, you know, watching like Terminator, uh, Predator, you know, these old 80s mu uh, movies and music. And, and it's only five years old for you. <laughs> yeah, but because that's the thing. Latino parents don't give a crap. Like, they will play yeah. Terminator for you and they don't care. Like, oh, look, there's someone dying and you just watch it, you know? Yeah. But it's like uh -huh. the 80s, I believe, were the golden age of science fiction movies. So many home runs, man. Like, you got Terminator. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that right now, but yeah. 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 Everything, man. Everything. And, you know, of course, you know, we, I also had, 
the movies that were coming out in the early 2000s. I was born in 99 in Havana. And, you know, you got the early, you know, Spider-Man, all the 90s cartoons and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, science fiction was always present in my, in my life. And, you know, Star Wars, of course. You know, Star Wars, of, of course, every freaking nerd loves Star Wars, basically. Yeah, so, Star Wars, Star Trek, yeah. Planet of the Star Apes. Trek. Star Trek. Planet of the Apes. Doctor what? Who. Doctor, don't forget about Doctor Who. I fucking love Doctor Who, Stargate, and all that shit. But um, let's yeah. get something out of the way because, obviously, I feel like you, I don't mean, not, not to, I don't know, assume anything about you. I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting to know you at the moment as we kind of go about this. Um, COVID. What's up with COVID? How do you feel about COVID right now? And how does how does it affect you, your creative process, and all that stuff? Uh, <laughs> well, it's first a loaded of all, question, uh, right? Coronavirus, coronavirus <laughs> has messed up my yeah. <laughs> But you know, I think I think I've strived in during quarantine in a way. Uh, I think Concrete Comics as a company also has um, done very well during quarantine. You know, we have stayed active, producing our books, uh, writing, creating. You know, in the time that I've been in quarantine, you know, I've been editing a lot of scripts for upcoming books, uh, making a lot of connections, doing a lot of interviews with great podcasters and and people. You know, this this right here is happening during quarantine. So you know, the the creative energy is always present, and I think that during a time in which you are not distracted by a lot of uh, outside concerns in a way like you are forced to stay in a in your house or you know whatever whatever you need to to spend quarantine mm -hmm. you know you you are forced to spend more time with yourself and spend more time using that creative energy to make something you know because if you don't do anything you know you're just wasting time you know gathering fat in the couch you know like blah. and and that's yeah. just not yeah but you know, know, which is also... useful right like like the, 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 the those facts are useful right like I mean, yeah. you, you want that, but I think that, and I kind of dig the same vibe where I don't, I don't know what kind of theory there is, but it's like with energy being stored for so long, doesn't it become counterintuitive? Yes. Like, isn't there something like that? Like if energy or imagine thoughts or ideas just get stored and stored and stored and nothing comes yeah. out. I mean, you drive yourself crazy. You drive yourself crazy. I need, I'm, I'm a workaholic. I need to stay active all the time. I need to produce. I need to write. Like I have a... Um, I have a permanent goal of writing 1,000 words a day of anything, of wow. any of the many projects that I work on. Um, you know, I always keep tabs on, you know, editing the script for this person. You know, I'm a freelance editor, a translator. So, you know, I translated a couple books during quarantine. I translated subtitles for a production company in, in L.A. So that, you know, I've been, I've been staying so active that I haven't had time to, like... Uh, I wouldn't say that it's not that I haven't had time to worry about all the craziness that has happened in 2020. I think that my way of coping with 2020 has been overworking myself to the point of being mm. super productive and just, you know, getting a lot of stuff done. Most of the book, uh, most of Andy Starboy, the script had been done for a very long time, but most of the the artwork and, you know, the lettering, the coloring and everything has been done during quarantine. So it's it's been a very interesting experience to to be inside a house all the time that you can see 
you can focus completely on that project. So it has been good in a way for me to to be in that quarantine. Like it's not good. Of course, it's not good, oh, yeah. but you know. Yeah, it's, it's not, like over overall speaking, yeah. it's not a good experience. Obviously, yeah, yeah, but it's been positive in, in a certain like very very um, what do we call it um, quarantine? I don't want to call it quarantine, but uh, like uh, compartmentalize, right? You compare because yeah. I imagine you have to compare. El español se me está olvidando. El inglés no lo sé. El español se me está olvidando. So qué chingados, boba. But you have to compartmentalize, right, what you're doing at the time, yeah. right? Like everything else and kind of like just focus on what you're doing. In this case, yeah. writing, right? So. You know, yeah, you mentioned writing, about... Writing, You mentioned that you're, you're working on, of course, you know, numerous things. You're a workaholic and you touched on your book, your book that you are writing, that you are, are getting ready to launch soon. Um, you know, we're skipping ahead, but I do want to talk about it. I don't want to miss opportunity and skip over it. I want to talk about Andy Starboy. So Andy Starboy tells the story of a young teenage Mexican immigrant superhero who lives in a world wow. in which since 1947, alien spacecrafts have been crashing in the city of Roswell, New Mexico, constantly. Okay. You know, I'm and Yeah, as a result, technology has advanced immensely due to reverse engineering, uh, and a new race of mutants have been born in the city of Roswell that are called new breeds, and they are constantly harassed by the police and by society, and they are uh, locked in a ghetto for mutants that is called the Low Income Area 51. Oh, so that, shit. Yeah. So, It reminds me of a District 9. Kind of like kind it, of, it does, know, yeah. It definitely it's yeah. In, it is inspired by so many things. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, Andy Starboy is the one mutant that made it out of that ghetto as a reality show star, in which he is a superhero and he fights yeah, other mutants. Yeah. So uh, the the comic, the the book, will touch on themes like race and the way that society perceives. Minorities. I don't like the word minorities. I, I because I don't think that we are a minority. I, and I also want you to point out race, like literal race, not not the yeah. bullshit, not the bullshit race in terms of just between people and color, but literal race, right? Yeah, it's like a literal subspecies. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whole, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. So you know, it deals with that. It deals with the uh, fame, social media, and everything like that. And yeah, the story would follow Andy Starboy in this world, in this alternate reality. That's exciting Damn, because okay. I like the idea of it's it's not a fish out of water story because this person is uh, presumably I don't know if I don't know the details presumably yeah. born there, presumably born there, but because yeah. he's born of this new breed, I'm guessing he's already ostracized. He's already considered. Uh, you know, outcast, and so now he's being yeah. brought into the limelight as a reality show star, which I'm curious about. That's great because it also touches on, you know, America loves reality TV, man. They love garbage TV. That's just the reality of it, right? And so I'm excited to see how this plays out. I, I read a little bit of the preview you showed on your website again through Concrete Comics, uh, and uh, and also of course the Instagram account. And you mentioned that uh, you know it's going to touch on social media things like that. Uh, You yourself also run a social media account that, I mean, 
I want to talk on it because you've recently kind of gotten a lot of attention, at least for me in the in the creative community. Uh, yeah, the account the account has been one of the things that have been working out in quarantine because I started it like a month ago, and it hit like two hundred and sixty followers in like a month, which was crazy for me because in my personal account I I spent like a year to get four hundred people okay, <laughs> interested. Yeah. So it's been it's been kind of crazy. Uh, the account is called Geek Panic Official, and you know I I collect a lot of stories on uh, a lot of the geek news on movies, uh, TV shows, comic books, uh, all from a Latinx point of view. So I always you know I try to stay on top of what are Latinx creators doing, what are some new Latinx shows or Latinx comics or Latinx movies that are coming out. And that you, as as somebody who is you know following this account, what what are some of these things that you would like to watch? You know, what are what are some of these things that you would like to check out? So I also highlight a lot of cosplayers because I see that la Latina cosplayers and Latino cosplayers, you know, they they don't get the attention they 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 could get from most of the accounts that that are focused on sharing cosplays. I, yeah, and, and, and I, I follow some people and they kind of put themselves out there as uh, cosplayers, but um, I don't know if it's a thing in terms of anime. It's like hyper-sexualized, yeah. you know, yeah. version of whatever the fuck it is. And that's a whole other fucking topic we can take, you know, fucking hours on. But at the moment, oh. that's something that is very prevalent, but it at the same time, you have to be very careful that it doesn't take away from the talent, right, and ideas exactly. that that content provides. You know, like in terms of sci-fi, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I always try to share like cosplays that are well done, not just yeah. because the cosplayer is super hot. You know, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, I get you. Well, there's good. nothing wrong with that, yeah. and, and let me cut there. Like, there's nothing fucking wrong with that. If you want to be who you are, put yourself out there however you want to yeah, be. Definitely. Like, people will support you in every way possible. Like, fuck, yeah. we got well, what? Do you, what do we got now? Um, fans only and a bunch of other shit. Like, for people to for artists yeah. to support themselves and in, in which every other way, but. You have to kind of put that out there that, like, you know, you're in, at the end of the day, you're interested in content, right? Not just yeah. fucking visual aesthetics, right? That's too. I try to make it a, not so much a family-friendly place, but uh, the, the, the account to be a serious kind of place when you can go and get information and, you know, stay on top of the things that are going on. So I don't want it to turn into a, you know, a OnlyFans highlight, which, again, like, like you were saying, is completely fine. And it, I think that it is a completely valid way of income. Me and, and, and Freddie, we fall into a niche. And you want to respect that niche. You want to respect your audience. You want to respect the opinions that they bring. And at the same time, the income that you get from them. Not, you know, not that we're involved in that, but that's a very, like you have to respect your audience, which is something that we also, yeah. we're also always very mindful of, you know? Absolutely, right there with you, man. Um, yes. That, oh my God! Like to me, for example, you also Salvadoreño from Salvadoreño background. My family, everybody, um, primo Stanley over there too. Um, say something, primo. Yeah, I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, you're here, right? <laughs> uh, but I appreciate that because um, my significant other, baby mama over there, 
she does. Uh, I've gone to so many um, danzas in fucking Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, San Antonio, and it's like this. It's not just one thing, you know. It's like different area, different regions have different dresses, have different dances, and then the fact that you put fucking that that author that you kind of curated for us. Um, she put knives at the end of the fucking skirt, you know? To me, that yeah. was like some kind of Street Fighter shit, you know? Like, <laughs> it got me really excited. Point being is it got me really excited. It's like, what the fuck? Like, she's going to cut some throats in a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like to define how these go by Caden Phoenix as a Disney princess created by Robert Rodriguez. Hmm, nice, just, I like it's that. Very... I want you to everybody hear that. That's like the perfect... Yeah. Yeah. No, she's she's doing some great things. She's one of the new Latinx comic creators that that definitely I'm checking out and that I'm very very happy to read and and follow. Yeah. Yeah, cause she's creating a whole universe of, of female Latinx mm -hmm. uh, heroines that are going to to line up with Jalisco. You know, so she's working on her next yeah. next project now. And uh, you know, guys, just definitely go check out the book. It's already available. You can find it online as well, uh, and digital support her work. Uh, but Daniel, you know, as far as supporting work, you've done good, great things with that account. I love it. That's how we kind of yeah. You have it. your own work as well, right? <laughs> yep. And we wanted yeah. to touch on Concrete Comics. You know, you exposed mm -hmm. me to Concrete Comics, and I did read some of the work, the previews you have on Concrete's website as well. And you said you have a hand in in editing. You have a hand in writing, helping with the scripts, obviously the creative process. And tell us what is Concrete Comics. Why should we keep an eye on this label, and what does it mean for you and your partners? Exactly. So, Concrete Comics is an independent comic book company. Uh, company. It was launched in 2019, and so far we have three series out. Uh, Acolyte, created by Derek Allen. Odina, created by Onaji Rouse. And Absolver, created by Jeremiah Lessie. Uh, so far we have uh, one issue of each comic book also three issues we are going to be launching the second issues of those books this year we have tons of other books and series coming on and of course Andy Starboy which is created and written by me so all of our characters are black and Latino characters all of our creative team is black and Latino and you know we have that reach into the the community we have received a lot of love uh, we recently had a a book signing at the historical amalgam comics at Philadelphia and it's just a very the love that we get from the readers it's just fantastic and the the response that we have gotten from uh, for the books you know from the readers is, it has just been mind-blowing hey by the way I'm a con I'm a materials engineer so why concrete <laughs> I don't well, want to put you on the spot, yeah. but I'm involved with concrete literally every day. Okay, okay, hold on. Um, so the CEO and creator of the company, Derek Allen, would explain this much better than I would. Okay, but the whole idea behind concrete is creating a space that has, you know, keep your feet on the ground, keep it real. You know what I mean? Even if we foundation, man, your foundation. Yes, even if we had this crazy space adventures or magic or Egyptian gods or whatever we are dealing with in the comic books, 
we are still very based in who we are. Grounded, as, grounded in reality yeah. in one way or another, right? Exactly. You know, we are black and Latinx creators exclusively. Everybody mm -hmm. that works with us is basically all of our all of our art team is Latino. Basically, almost almost all of the art team, and it's just fantastic. So you know, we have that base. We keep it concrete. You know what I mean? We keep it. Uh, our feet on the ground, yeah. Our feet on the ground and our head on the clouds. You know what I mean? I like so that. that's a, no, no yeah. other way, man. That's how we do it. So it, it's just so. It, hey, sorry to cut you off, but enough about you. I want to <laughs> hear about Starboy because I have sure. not read it. I don't know anything about it. I'm very excited about it. Like, okay, so what got you as a Latino? Right? To write yeah. about something that's involved with sci-fi. That's what interests me about you yeah. as a person, to be honest. Uh, when kind of we reached out and started communicating, I was like, what the fuck? Like, Starboy, uh, Area 51 type shit, you know? Like, Roswell, yeah. like, how, like, Bob Lazar, you know? All these fucking spaceships and UFOs and, you know, like, the government admitting... Their government literally, the government literally just admitted that UFOs exist. I don't think that science fiction, I don't think that being Latino attracted me to science fiction in any different way that it would have attracted any other person from any other place. I think that my cultural influences are very unique as somebody who grew up and, and was raised in Havana, Cuba in the early 2000s, you know what I mean? So... Um, you know, science, uh, growing up, consuming science fiction, writing it, there is a lot of great Latinx science fiction writers. They just don't get featured in the United States, but there is a can whole... You, new... can, can, can you mention yeah. those to kind of give them wings, you sure. know, to kind of kind of portray them and give them wings? What inspired you to be who you are? Well, okay, so just to mention a few amazing science fiction writers from Latin America, you have Alejandro Jodorowsky from Chile. He was the director. He would have been the director of the first Dune movie, but, you know, all of that was... Oh, shit. Wow. There's going to be... I, I predict the remakes coming soon, right? There's going to be a remake yeah. soon for Dune, for yeah, sure. He was, I still have the fucking... Yeah. There is. It's announced. There is. Yeah, it's Go ahead announced. and stand it like... Uh, no, yeah, and yeah. I mean, Daniel can tell you, he was right there. Go ahead. So, yeah, you know, uh, he would have been the director of the first Dune. He was one of the creators of Heavy Metal magazine with Moebius and oh all these amazing yeah. creators. Um, you have Elena Vilar Madruga. She's a writer and poet from Cuba. She's also been a science fiction, a British science fiction award nominee. Um, you know, you have guys like uh, Joss Jose Miguel. Sanchez, who is also a very recognized writer who has, you know, books in Spain, England, the United States, you know, he, he's everywhere. So, you know, those people show you that, yes, it can be done. So, you know, if if they can do it, why shouldn't I be able to do the same? Of you know, course. There are, yes. there are unique from my point of view, and yes. I know that that I can tell stories that nobody else can. Yes, you know exactly. I mean? I with, that, that with, with, with that scientific background and the scientific fucking uh, juxtaposition and kind of like supporting, right, 
Um, yeah. Because that's the one thing that I've always, um, I've always kind of not necessarily pushed for, but it's part of the Latino diaspora that's kind of developing here in the United States, where like yeah. I am literally a product of Nova Science Now, Doctor Who, and Stargate Atlantis. Not the not the good Stargate, but Atlantis. Atlantis, right, 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 right. And then I went to good. school, and and then I went to school, and just to reiterate, I failed quantum mechanics and I failed celestial mechanics. Um, but I am a product of that, and I admire that. And as soon as I saw your shit and your tu portada, el, el you know, tu dibujo and everything, and as Area Fifty One, I was like, what the fuck? Like it just kind of like it kind of feeds into a need that I have into a need that I, as a Latino, have, which yeah. we're, overlooked, we're overlooked a lot as, you know? I fucking love, like, I'm a sucker for sci-fi. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't care. You can make the shittiest sci-fi movie. I'm going to go watch it. But that doesn't mean that I'm, I don't deserve good content, right? Exactly. I'm right there with you, man. I... I am a big sucker for sci-fi, big sucker for alternate history. So Andy Starboy is a mix of everything that I love. You know, you know, high, high-level action, sci-fi, aliens, everything. And you know, regarding representation, uh, I wrote the script for Andy Starboy when in the first three months that I moved here to the United States. So I felt like a literal alien coming to a strange planet. I always say that. You know, when you look at Hollywood and when you look at the way that Latino people are represented, you know, it's always one of, like, three canons, you know, like uh, the narco, the the super hot Latina, oh, uh, the super loud fat Latina. I'm not that hot. I am not that hot, of, okay? I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> I'm not that hot. It's just, it's just freaking... It's just freaking stupid, yeah. man. It's just freaking stupid. And then you hear, and uh, you know, you have, we have much more depth than that, right? Yeah, and you know, we how much more great, amazing stories we could be telling, featuring Latino creators, and and, and the sci-fi spectrum, right? You know, sci-fi, uh, sci-fi is by far, I consider it the most wide. And genre. liberating, 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 liberating. Yeah, genre. you can do whatever the hell you want to do with sci-fi. You wanna, you wanna take people to to hell. You, you know, you can do that in a sci-fi way. You, you wanna take yeah. them to, to another dimension. You can do it with freaking sci-fi. You wanna do, you can so do. Let anything. me let, let, let me cut this fucking fantasy right now. Let me cut this fantasy yeah. because we're going way too ahead of ourselves. In terms of the fantasy, because if you let me, I'll go beyond. We're first, we'll, we'll start talking about DMT. We'll start talking about fucking drugs and yeah. hallucinogens, and the existence of uh, parallel universes and and uh, El peyote, man. Spartacle, Spartacus, particles, yeah. faster than uh, speed of light particles and uh, neutrinos and all that shit. But I want to bring Stanley into this. Stanley. Oh, hey guys, what's up? I know you had a. I, I, yeah, yeah. Stanley's Freddie, my cousin's still here. I wanted okay. to give him a space because he wanted to ask you a very dope question. Okay. All right. So, Daniel, you know, I know that Walter's uh, head over heels over you, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> you know, you have your fanboy right there, man, ready to go before the book comes out. But, uh, hey, that's a good thing. That hype before, before the book comes out, that's what we want, right? <laughs> 
And so Reddit, that's what I'm here for. Exactly, man. Exactly. And again, I appreciate you making the time because you touched on something that I wanted to ask you. You mentioned that, you know, Latinos have a, a story to tell, especially within sci-fi, because we have a perspective that can actually touch. And I feel with what would be an alien body, an alien life form, the way we're treated when we when we get here. You know, you came less than a year ago from Cuba, right? And so Yeah. I, I can and I just connect those dots, you know, that I'm sure Andy Starboy was something already in your mind, already something you're creating because that's just where our, our creative minds go. But you coming to the U.S., did that feed more into that story to help you drive it? Or do you, are you agreeing with what I'm saying as far as how Latinos are going to get that, that are, are the persons right now that can give that voice to what would an alien life form would feel if they, if they arrived today? Absolutely. I think that... Uh, the story came to me when I was in the military service in Cuba. I was 18, and I uh, my creative process is always, you know, answering a lot of questions. So I always ask myself a lot of questions, right? So the question that sparked Andy Starboy was, how can I turn, uh, you know, the typical little green man from Mars into a cool superhero? And it all started from there. So you know, the whole lore of Roswell. I have always been fascinated by the whole uh, Roswell. UFO scene and everything like that uh, and always been fascinated with ufology so you know when I got to the United States but I never really found like the feet of the story because you always need to have an emotional part to the story that that connects the reader and that connects the viewer to what they are looking at right like why am I invested in this you know just because you have a lot of cool sci-fi concepts doesn't mean that you have a good, uh, good story True. It just means that you have a very good setting. So, you know, coming to the States, going through the experience of being an immigrant and being, you know, uh, an outsider. And it was a very amazing experience. It still is an amazing experience. Um, so, you know, I was able to incorporate that into Andy Starboy, the, the concept of that alien superhero. And, you know, I finally found the feat, the, the emotional background of the story. I finally found it. And, you know, a lot of the themes that I wanted to touch, you know, I was able to do so. So definitely, you know, Andy Starboy is a representation on what it's like to be an immigrant. I literally wrote a comic book about a Mexican alien. Yeah. And it's where... not a joke. Like, it's an actual Mexican alien. Yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. You're, he's an alien, literally and figuratively yeah. and, you know, politically, if you want to put it that way. And this Alien. And that's what we're yeah, like Simon said, like, that's where we come into politics, where we so like we literally label and kind of um, what would you call it? Some trying like feel free to chime in. Uh, we call an eight like ET alien ET phone home right, like a extraterrestrial right, like the way they label Latinos brown people. Brown people that have been here, mestizos to a certain extent, and even further back, we've been here forever. Indio yeah. Taino from Cuba, Indio Taino, right? You're like yeah. literally, that's who you are, Indio Taino, right? Yeah. So then, like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, how am I an alien? I've been here for, yeah. pff, like, I don't, but I, I think I'm it's, just it's fart. not just the US, but you know? let's just say uh, anybody everywhere, it, everywhere, you know, globally. And yeah. so the fact that a Latino like you is creating this this character, that's where I see the connection for me. You know, I like sci-fi as well. I, like, I mean, shit, who doesn't like sci-fi? 
If you like yeah. comic books, you like sci-fi. I'm sorry, you just do. You can lie to yourself and say, I only like these kind of comic books or that kind of, of animation. No, you like sci-fi because it's all science fiction. It all has some something, okay? We're all there. We're all in that same universe. So that's where I like the connection yeah. of it. I really enjoy the fact that you, Latino, is creating this book about an alien. Not only that, like you said, a Mexican, <laughs> a Mexican alien that it, it, it touches on a lot of things and I really enjoy that idea and I'm excited to see where it goes like Walter you know he's pumped for it and I yeah, wanted to exactly and I wanted to just kind of highlight the the story in the book when is this book coming out when are we able to kind of get our hands on it or how are we going to be able to get our hands on the on the book well we will be announcing our Kickstarter campaign for all of the concrete books including Andy Starboy later this August and you will be able to support it, you will be able to check it out, enjoy it, love it, get as many copies as you want and then we will be having it available on our website for, for buying, you know, purchasing physical and digital copies, you know, you want posters, you want t-shirts, you can go to our website www.concretecomics.com and you can find everything there, you know, you can find free previews of our comic books as well including you know, free hey, can I can I can I ask you something? Would you be yeah. down to kind of like um, uh, foster or not necessarily? Well, I guess foster, but kind of like um, um, subsidize uh, uh, physical representation of your book to a boys and girls club type thing. You know, like um, would you, you be like interested that, in that? Uh... You mean like a youth group or like a how? how yeah, exactly. Between us and yeah. my Primo's podcast. Definitely, man. I'm I'm always down for you know sharing content with children yeah, and showing because the book is not for children exactly. It's got some pretty gory moments, though. So that that might be a warning, parents. If you're listening to this, don't buy the book for your six-year-old. <laughs> buy it for you. Uh, yeah, buy it for your fourteen-year-old. Yeah, buy it for your fourteen-year-old. They love that shit. But yeah. but your six-year-old, eh, no, not not so much. Like. You know, maybe you can skip the, the gory pages. Hey, man, but you know, like you said, you know, you were raised on a steady diet of, of Commando and Predator at, you know, five, six years old. Yes. So, I mean, that too. I mean Latinos that too. have a, a tougher stomach. They don't care. You know? Yeah, they don't and care. Ripley, you know what it is? Ripley, Ripley like, right? Ripley? I don't know who's hearing this podcast. Oh I don't know who's listening. It's true. You're right. You're right. Like you're right. Suburbia. You're might right. Might be some suburbia. Nice but think lady. about this yeah. way. Like, <laughs> you're true. You're true. Yeah. Yes, right. We never know, man. Yeah. We never know. But what I'm getting okay, to is Latino that Latino kids, you can read it. Yeah, <laughs> you can read it. You'll okay, be Latino right. kids, you can read it. Whatever age your parents are comfortable with. What I was getting at is yeah, the boy. fact that, like, <laughs> like uh, my dad, I remember when we used to go to the video <laughs> store to rent video, uh, um, yeah. to rent cassettes. Back in the days, this is before streaming services, everybody. Uh, to rent videos, he wasn't going to waste his money on a fucking All Dogs Go to Heaven. He was going to rent fucking a Schwarzenegger movie. He wanted to rent True Lies. Yeah. You know, he's like, I want to rent True Lies and I want to see Van Damme kill somebody. I don't want to see a dog die. Like, you know, he's like, I'm not going to waste my time on that. Yeah. So that's what I had to watch. So I think that a lot of it comes with just that expectation of my our parents and what they could do. Hey, we're all going to enjoy this movie, not just you. But nowadays, things are easier to get to. But estamos, right here we are. Everybody can consume it. There's plenty of room to go around. Yeah, I think Andy Starbo has something for everyone because it has that kind of Saturday morning cartoon vibe to it, but it also touches on very, very mature teams as well, and it has a lot of action, and it has a lot of underlying teams. So I definitely, I think Andy Starbo is the kind of story that has something for everybody. 
at something for us to deliver. You but you like superheroes, you got it. You you like sci-fi, you got it. Is you there? Like and, 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 and I'm going to admit right now, like my brother, like uh, he's actually say say hello, say hello, hello. <laughs> if I if I'm a, if I were to be the Latino representation. I'm fucking hungry for fucking sci-fi. I'm telling you this right now. But UFO, now, it's interesting, you know, UFO means unidentified flying object, so it doesn't necessarily have to be aliens. You know what I mean? It could be any kind of number of things. You know, it could be like, I don't know, like freaking Russian uh, airplanes or something like that that are flying, and you don't know what yeah. it is, and you think, oh, it's an alien, you know, or like Nazis or something. It's so many possibilities. Yeah. It could even be a living creature that you don't know what whatever the hell it is, but it could be an know. interdimensional being that it could be an it could be us. It could be it could just literally be us coming back to the past, letting us know oh, where yeah. we're fucking up, right? It could be it could be somebody coming back in time to stop Kanye from from being a jerk. You know, it's it's <laughs> oh my god, yes, exactly. Thing. That's what I'm failing. But, can I take uh, you out? Hey, can I take you out for dinner or something? Cause like, like you're you're. <laughs> it's just amazing. Like, bro. It's just amazing. There's yeah. so many cool things uh, that it could be, and so many possibilities. And it's just it gives so many. Like I said before, you know, sci-fi is so wide that you can do so anything. so vast, so vast. So, so which yeah. which which makes you okay? Let me ask you another question. Like, so how do you feel about the fact that? You know, we contemplate and dance a lot with what we were talking about just right now and the fact that uh, we talk all these fucking dumb stuff about immigrants and aliens and stuff, but we're considered aliens in our own fucking land where we are from, you know? How do you feel about the fact that alien, 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 but we're literally from here? How do you feel about that? That's very interesting because... About the term, you know? If you go 1,000 years ago or 2,000 years ago, yes, we could be considered aliens, but if you go, uh, we, we could be considered like the original people of this land. But if you go 5,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago, we are aliens because we all come from Africa. Yeah. yeah so, I'll take that. So, you know, everybody, Africa is the, you know, the crib of mankind. You know what I mean? So we all come from there. And, you know, there, there's the book. I can't remember the freaking title in English. I think it's called Weapons... Uh, Weapons, germs, and something else. That is a historical analysis on how. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a whole yeah. episode on that later on. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but it's very, very fascinating to check. I don't think that sometimes we are. You know, we we had the the colonizer mentality. Still, Weapons, we are germs, still steel. Colonizer. Diamond. Yes. Said against. Yes. Said against. Weapons, germs, and steel. I know the book. My God, you know what? Everybody that's listening to this, read that book. Read it's that fascinating. Book. But if you look at ourselves, you know, we are always seeing that, you know, uh, seeing ourselves as the descendants of Tainos and Mayans and Aztecs uh, and Native American, you know, the, the First Nations, you know. We, are, we see ourselves as less because 
the colonizers, the European colonizers, uh, they brought down that idea that you know Aztecs and all these tribes and all these great nations were lower than them technologically. And you know it is proven that when you know Cortes arrived to uh, Tenochtitlan, you know the city was golden. And he, he had all these visions about how amazing it was. And, you know, that yeah, people always bring out, like, freaking Apocalypto by yeah. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Uh, and, like, that's not history. That's just a freaking movie, okay? That's like trying to learn history from, I don't know, Rambo. That's yeah. that's like trying to learn about the Vietnam War. Can I tell Rambo, you my interpretation you know? of all that bullshit? Can I tell you my interpretation of all that fucking bullshit? Like, right. we are the cream of the crop. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the mutt? What is a mutt? The, the mutt. term mutt? No, what is a mutt? What is a mutt? The uh, term mutt is used usually ah, for a, a mix like, of, of different breeds. A mix of everything, 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 oh, everything we are. in the fucking world, right? So we are literally a mix of African American, uh, Native American, white, everything. I don't give a fuck. Just throw it in there, mix it up, blend it, whatever the fuck you want to do. We're the cream of the crop. We're literally. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to exclude anybody. You know, but the fact that that whole purity shit that Nazis kind of stick to the whole purity fucking shit that doesn't get you to anywhere. You know, like the whole no. purity. Like we are the future. We are the cream of the crop. That's what I'm trying to get at. Is like that's like a very me you, me and you, yeah. me and you, everybody in this podcast right now. Me and you a, are the fucking future. It has a very that is fascinating, and I always think about it because me, me personally, being Cuba, Cuba is considered one of the most mixed freaking places in all of Latin America. You know, because just just looking at me, uh, I'm just gonna use yeah. me as an yeah. example. I am a descendant of Taínos, the original tribes from the Caribbean. Yeah. I'm a descendant of Spanish. Uh, Spanish colonizers, French. Can I ask you? Can okay? Can I kind of? I don't want to interrupt you so much, but yeah. I would like you to expand for just a little bit. Tainos includes uh, Cuba, Puerto Rico, and who else? I think it's Cuba, Puerto Rico, uh, Haiti before oh. the African slaves came. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. I think yeah, I think they were in Venezuela too. I think I yeah, think they were exactly. in the areas of Venezuela and around that yeah. that part. Okay. I would have to do research exactly on what parts they were, but mostly they were. No, but it, it, like uh, we've never had that perspective, so that's what I'm asking you. Like we've yeah. never had that perspective, yeah. Yeah, it was like this massive nation of of tribes. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it, that can also be explained for. Who conquered what part? You know, if you look at the United Neta. States, the lesser uh, way, uh, you know, it has much, much less amount of, you know, racial mixture because they were uh, conquered by European, you know, British uh, Puritans, basically. And who conquered us? Freaking Spaniards hmm. exactly. coming from the Inquisition who were yeah, freaking yeah, yeah. nasty, man. Yeah, they were don't don't they like were don't say like I hate it with when Telemundo I, I'm gonna calling out hashtag Telemundo hashtag Univision I'm gonna call them out right now I hate yeah. I hate when they say la madre tierra la, la, la madre tierra tierra o la patria tierra is that they're talking about fucking Spain like I have nothing like nobody oh. look look at this nobody's gonna confuse me with the Spaniard 
man. Nobody, 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 nobody. Historically, and yeah. John Leguizamo. Uh, oh, I love that. Perfectly. Yeah. We are a bastard people. Yes. We are that's a that's a fuck of, like that's a fucked up way of saying it, but it's but a it truth. Is true. Say it again. I want you to it's say it again. True. Say it again. Say it again. We are bastard people, man. Yeah. We are a mixture of, you know, European, African slaves, Chinese slaves, because you know, if you look at freaking Brazil, they got this massive amount of Japanese immigrants and Chinese immigrants. Cuba so does so too. Um, you know, the original tribes in America. You know, it's such a big mixture of races and people, and we have. Like you were saying, we are the cream of the top. When you look at America as a whole, America is the top of culture in the planet. You know what I mean? Like we are at the very top, especially the, the United States. You know, but like focusing on South America, we are the most racially mixed place in the planet. I I, I don't know if I can prove that with statistics, but you just gotta <laughs> yeah, walk yeah, 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 yeah. street of 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 any. But anyways, 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 anyways. Let's bring this to a close because you look tired. I'm like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I no 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 neta neta neta. I, I don't I don't like from my perspective. I don't want I don't want to deter you from coming on here again. I'm gonna yeah. have you. I'm gonna fucking reach out again. So um, I don't I, I don't I, I I don't have much of a uh, sci-fi outlet Latino outlet. So yep. you're my first Latino outlet that I have. Um, like I said before, and I'm gonna point it out. Like I'm very like Stargate Atlantis, Doctor Who, uh, uh, you know, Star Wars, and all that. Like, uh, so point being is like I appreciate what you're doing. You know, in in respects to to the content, you need, let me know, and I'm there for you, man. Like I love what you're doing. I'm excited for what you're doing. So, you know, I, I, you know, here it is, you know. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I honestly do. And I will be hitting you up because I'm, I, I do my research. I'm more, I'm more of the kind of soft world building kind of guy than hard world building. But when you have a concept like Andy Starboy, you know, it, everything goes, you know. It's so many very involved. Go. It's very yeah. involved. It's not just like, you know, shallow. It, it's, it's not, not just, shallow. yeah. It's not just like yeah, it's just this kind of story. No, you don't. You gotta go deep into that. So it's very, very interesting, and I greatly appreciate that. One of the things that we usually do when creators are on the on the show is we want to, because uh, there are people listening that really do their own work that are trying to get themselves out there, and we want to make yeah. sure to highlight, you know, those the creators, and also just acknowledge. Hey, you know what? We're all learning. We're all students, right? What can you give yeah. of advice to somebody coming up with their their own sci-fi story, their own their own creative project, whatever it may be? What kind of advice can you give them? Uh, you know, I once heard, you know, I'm gonna direct this specifically for Latinx creators, Latinx young creators who are who can be like put out from telling their own stories. There's an old saying that goes that. You know, white superheroes save the universe, and Latinx and black superheroes save the ghetto. Oh. Go save the universe. But my brother wanted to ask you a question, so I won't bring my brother in because he always saw me fucking just looking at science. You know, so I wanted to bring him and ask you a question that he's been listening to. All right, okay. introduce yourself. Uh, give me a second. Um, Hello everyone. My name is Ian Espinoza. Uh, second born to this fool right here. This fool. 
throughout all my life knowing this guy, I've never seen him sh yeah. uh, talk so much about something. I knew that he liked sci-fi, but man, like today, I was like, 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 shut up and let him talk. <laughs> <laughs> let the guest talk. Uh, so, uh, but so now this is a good opportunity uh, to discuss to to you. Uh, so I did a little bit of research myself before this happening, this episode. So I saw that you're part of like Los Mundos de Guerra. So that's oh, yeah. part of like an anthology to stories that you came part of. Like how it came to be, did you guys just get together, or or who like yeah, like just how the mechanics behind that. That was very funny. So. That was something that I wrote this story for that anthology when I was 14, right after I published my first short story when I was 13. And I got the opportunity to be in that anthology with a lot of other science fiction authors in Cuba. And, you know, I got in, you know, everything went great. And the book, the actual book came out in 2019 because of a lot of limitations that are in Cuba. You know, you, you write a book in the year 2000 and it will come out in 2020. Basically, you know, yeah. it's, it's that kind of stuff. So it was very interesting, you know. There's a lot of uh, science fiction writers in Cuba. Um, and Cuba and, like, in all of Latin America, right? And there's a big push lately uh, for, you know, highlighting those creators in the island and everything. So it's very inter it was very interesting. The, the short story I wrote was about, um, you know, a futuristic kind of mit militarized group of, uh, of soldiers who cut, who are trying to colonize a living planet, right? That's called Gaia. You know, in this living planet, you know, it has no animal life. It's basically just vegetable, vegetal life. And, you know, they're trying to fight these plant monsters. You know, it was a very, very 14-year-old sci-fi concept. Hey, can, uh, I, I can, I, can I tell you something? Um... My, I have uh, I raise chickens here in my house in Southeast yeah. Austin, and one of my I have two chickens. One of it's one of them is called Gaia, and the other one's oh, called Panotia. <laughs> oh wait, no way, man! Yeah, that's have, awesome. Like that's a continental drift. So I'm just trying to kind of yeah. point that out. Like Gaia yeah. is a continental, yeah, it's a continental drift. <laughs> yeah, it's also the the Greek goddess of of nature. Yes. Yeah. That's very interesting. So yeah, that that was. I kind of cringe a little when I read that now because I wrote that story when I was fourteen, and I'm my style, of course, has developed after you know, almost a decade of that. But yeah, it's been it's been very very interesting to see how after writing that story when I was fourteen and I forget completely about it. You know, it came out now while I'm starting my career in the United States, and it, and it was very interesting. It was very interesting to do. So I see that this is like for like guerreros, los mundos de, de las guerras, where there's like a common theme, uh, like uh, throughout all the anthologies. Yeah, the the anthology was basically a collection of short stories of military sci-fi. You know, stuff like uh, Starship Troopers. You know that. You know how how will war be uh, in the future and in, in space and stuff like that. So we all came up with our own stories within that subgenre, which has been explored tremendously in science fiction as a whole. So it's very interesting to do. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was a very awesome project to to work on. No, sounds no, awesome. Okay. I never I never looked looked it up. I think they did more research than me again because they were 
so excited to have you on the show, Daniel. Uh, and uh, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they actually did the extra the extra credit homework, you know, to find out about you and and your works. Um, you know, what's uh, what's what? Where can the listeners go to to find your work, uh, concrete, and and really just kind of support you and your partners in doing your work? Well, you can go check me out at at Daniel D Calvo. That's Calvo with a V. Daniel D Calvo, author on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, you can check out my work there. You can check out Concrete Comics at www.concretecomics.com. Uh, That's Concrete with a K. And you know you can purchase our books, shirts. You know, get to know the the characters, the superhero states. Uh, stay on top uh, on top of all the news. Uh, you know, read our free previews of Andy Starboy. Uh, you know, get to know this crazy Mexican alien with guns who fights um, mutants and everything. So you know, you can you can support my work there. You can stay on on top of that for when we release our Kickstarter and our new books. You know, for when Andy Starboy comes out. So definitely, you know, go to those accounts, go to the website, and you know, show some love. Definitely, man. Definitely, we are about highlighting. And Daniel, I want to thank you, man, for just sharing your time. Uh, really sharing your story. I'm gonna let Walter, you know, gi give you his his goodbyes, his big, his his long that his hug that took too long to let go. <laughs> That's Walter right now. I'm gonna let him kind of slowly unclasp his hands from your back. Uh, no, no, it's like it, just to kind of bring this all together. It's like I'm, I guess I'm fanboying or whatever you want to call it, but it's a, it's at least from my perspective, I don't come across a lot of what he is in terms of physics and uh, electro like electromechanics and celestial mechanics and quantum physics. I failed all that in college. But it's something that I very much so fucking, like, I, if I'm hungry for that. I'm hungry for that. Like, if, I, if you showed up to my house and I was five years old, I was in front of the TV... Uh, watching Nova Science Now, put it that way. Right. Simple as that, right? So that's who I looked up to, and the fact that you're doing this, like, I want to open up this. I want to crack up your book and kind of fucking like read it to my daughter, you know, and kind of make her wonder of those things that are absolute, which is physics in my perspective, right? Like, right. three point one for Wi-Fi, but to say, like, I can fucking recite pi to thirty. Decimals. That's what I learned it wow. to. That's what actually my password with a few other characters, right? But point being is like I'm gonna let my brother close this out because he fucking saw me and witnessed everything I did. So my brother wanted a fucking, you know. So just to uh, summarize what my brother was trying to say all there tonight. So I think the reason why he was fanboying too much with you is because in a, in a Latino background. When it comes to us, we ha we are associated with agriculture. We're we're associated with just working the land. Yeah. We are never placed in the way where where we are in the stars. We're just like, hey, work. Look down to the like, you know, taking it my ease, don't free hold. It's that's what we're that's what we're uh placed into, right? We're placed in those those box, but we're never placed in the stars. So my brother, knowing that he is such a big fan of sci-fi, he comes across somebody like you, 
And since this fool is already drunk, stop, 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 he's interrupting. And it's not enough. This fool has been riding your nuts so hard tonight. <laughs> so I, I want you to understand why. Yeah. It's because you're in the forefront of that. And uh, and uh, and uh, I just want to say the thank you for it because you're doing something for his daughter so that she can be in them stars and not only be associated with picking the beans and the, the frijoles and all that good jazz. She has more. She could be some uh, literature person in it who like orchestras in Europe, uh, doing stuff and not just being placed in what Mars. the stereotype of of us. She can be the scientist of the leading story of your next book. So that's yeah. I'm trying to summarize what what this guy was trying to do. But then yeah. Daniel said the same yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, he's like, don't save the ghetto, save the world. You know, and, and shoot for that. Exactly. Shoot for the stars. Yeah. Yeah. Save the galaxy, man. Daniel, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. I appreciate you. And Primos, of course, go support Daniel and his work. We're going to put links on our on our show notes for you on all our social media as well. So you can follow Concrete Comics, uh, Daniel, and, of course, Andy Starboy coming soon. We'll check out that Kickstarter when it comes out so we can support. Uh, but Primos, like I always say, just take care of each other. And thank you for listening. Good night.